It's the Building Code. Zach Wotovich here. I'm Charlie Bertwistle. Post IBS Building Code episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me all about if it. You, how, if you caught how our free IBS episode, you know Charlie wasn't able to go. You were missed dearly. Yeah, first I'm off. sure. <laughs> we, wanted, we wanted you to be there. Yeah, yeah. It was a great time, as IBS always is. It was my first time, but I've heard from many, many of our employees that it is one of the best events. So it was an honor to be there. Met a lot of great builders, saw a lot of different vendors. And, you know, honestly, when our episode pre-IBS, where we talked uh, with Cardinal Crest and, and JCAF, they talked about kind of the experience and, and you know, they, you know, have have an open mind, go explore, all those things. And that's kind of how I took it. And I came away with hoping that I can go again, you know, frankly. Maybe next year they'll send you instead of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the feeling. Well, fantastic to have you back in Nebraska. We, we uh, here in Omaha also miss you dearly. Not true. Uh, but we're back in the studio. Super excited. Uh, tell us who we uh, tell the listeners who we got today, Zach. So we have, an, we have someone on the podcast today. They actually have a relationship. Special guest. Special guest. We, I was an on-site consultant, as we've talked about many times prior to not being an on-site consultant. And I Becoming actually, a podcast host. Yes. And... We did this visit down kind of in March 2019 with Greg Wamhoff from Wamhoff Design Build. And it uh, was kind of a, a one-day trip. We kind of used to kind of have different lengths of time. And we really got into their processes and all the things that BuilderTrend can do. And, and so we thought, you know, let's, let's find builders who are kind of involved in different ways that they generate business. And we didn't really plan it, but, you know, Greg ended up, being on the list for this and they reached out and they're like, Greg's going to be on the podcast. So I'm excited to see him and catch up. I'm sure we'll get pretty nostalgic and yeah, all the fun things about what those visits were like. They're kind of a whirlwind. If you ever uh, have done it on site and you're a listener, you know what I'm talking about. It's a lot of work. Um, but yeah, I think we should get him on here and, and get to talk about how he does referrals uh, with his business. Absolutely. Greg, welcome. Uh, welcome to the building code. It's good to see you. I told, I said in the opener, that we have a bit of a relationship here. So hopefully you'll be nice to me uh, throughout the interview process. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to poke you back right out the gate. So Wamhoff's been in my whole life. You know, Wamhoff on the play is what they said at the football stadium, but it's actually Wamhoff, so Let's the go. German way. <laughs> no, we're keeping that for sure. I mean, Zach always <laughs> talks about how great of a consultant he was. So I think getting a, a live re review here would be fantastic. And the mispronunciation of the name is a great way to start. It's, it's all right. If Zach was quick on his feet, he'd make me say his last name. I was just out. about to go there. I was going to say, all right, yeah. your turn on, on the Watovich. But fantastic, yeah. fantastic to have you on, Greg. Um, for our listeners, um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you kind of ultimately you know took the dive from kind of your corporate job into the you know residential building space yeah so um i went to school got a construction management degree from michigan state got one of those big fancy corporate jobs right out the gate which i thought paid me a lot of money spent two years at a corporate company and quickly learned that is not my cup of tea um so I was fortunate to have some really good mentors early on in my business life. And, and a couple of those guys were entrepreneurs and, and um, you know, they kind of gave me a little bit of that inspiration to believe in myself and go for it. And uh, kind of one thing led to another. And before you know it, I had my first job remodeling a kitchen um, for some people that, that I still love today. And that was uh, 12 and a half years ago. So um, been a wild ride ever since. So was that something that you, I mean, cause you're the, you're the founder. Um, so you, you didn't get hired at a job. You just, you know, quit your current job and just kind of dove in head first. 
Yep, that's exactly right. Um, you know, I joke at the beginning, my wife and I were young. I was 25 years old. Uh, we didn't have any money. We had our first house and a $5,000 credit card. And uh, I looked at her and said, let's give it a shot. My dad at the time, who'd worked for the same company for 30 years, told me I was out of my freaking mind. Um, but uh, he's probably right. But, you know, I joke that almost all entrepreneurs have to be a little stupid and crazy or they wouldn't be entrepreneurs. So. And I've seen it with my own eyes. Incredible facility down there. It's really interesting because you, I distinctly remember on our visit, uh, the, the tree operation that is, I'm looking out your window now, you know, out in, yeah. out in Tumball, Texas, they, they like move trees all over the country and stuff. Um, and you have, you have this beautiful property that your office is in now. Um, yeah. does it, I can't rem- I feel like there's a special connection about why you chose that area. Is there? Yeah. yeah so the, actually the tree farmer, as he calls himself, um, you know, he, he's one of my mentors. He's been a very successful, uh, business guy self-made and uh, he became a mentor and, and uh, as we were searching for a, a bigger office uh, kind of stumbled upon this idea that he had this old house on the back of the tree farm and and once we came out here we just kind of fell in love with it and said let's make this our our home um so shout out to tom treemover.com as <laughs> plug he's he's awesome and uh he's he's been a good friend of mine for a long time now we better get a new subscriber based on the plug <laughs> well you know they're doing projects all over the world and uh you know, I, I think I did show him Builder Tree one time. And he's like, this stuff is awesome. I'm like, I oh, know, that's why we use it. So then how did you go from, um, you know, entrepreneur, you know, doing this remodel for a friend um, to scaling your business, having this awesome location and you build kind of all across, you know, the, the Gulf Coast all the way through Austin. Um, I know that the topic of this uh, episode is all about referral based um, businesses, and I know that that's been instrumental to you. Could you tell us a little bit about, okay, from day one, I'm remodeling this, this kitchen and now I'm, you know, I run this big, um, residential building space. Uh, how's that journey been? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, you know, in, in hindsight, everybody kind of has their bucket to fill what, what, you know, their why, what, what they want to get up in the morning for. And, and for whatever reason, for me, I love this idea that somebody would trust me enough to come into their home and build a project that just, that made me feel good. Uh, I love the challenge and challenge of convincing them that I was their guy. And then, um, then I had to live up to that expectation and that feeling for me selfishly is what motivated me from the first project to just keep going. Um, you know, so that first project led to a project down the road and then led to their friend across the city and then led to the next person. And, you know, before you know it, after about a year, my phone was ringing so much. I had a, a monster dry erase board, uh, at my house and I ran out of space writing down the leads. Um, and I looked at my wife and I said, what are we going to do about this? And, uh, <laughs> So, you know, I, I kind of, through that process, I, when I started, my really my goal was just to feed my family and have a little bit of freedom and just kind of work for myself. I, I didn't start out with this idea of, oh, I want to grow this, this company. Uh, it was just kind of some basic goals, right? I want to put food on the table um, and, and just see what I can do. Um, so as that phone started ringing, I went back to um, a couple of guys, really, that I knew from my old company. Uh, the old company I worked for was... You know, they probably had 100 employees, half of those being project managers, superintendents, and, and such. And an early mentor of mine, um, you know, one time said to me that if you just hire great people, your business will take care of itself. And, and I truly believe that today still. Um, it's really about the people. Uh, so I went back to that company. And I said, who's the best project manager? Guy I've known a long time. Uh, he always had the best customer satisfaction scores, the best everything. And 
uh, it actually took me over a year to convince him to leave that company and come work for a guy that was, um, you know, trying to um, figure out how to rub two pennies together at the time. But, um, you know, as that unfolded, that guy, Jake, he's actually still with us today. Um, and we've had a lot of success together. And really the story of our referral growth is it's not just my story. It's about Jake and how he's connected with clients. It's about uh, Teresa who runs our office and, and, and does a lot of other things for us. And over time, as we kind of started putting a few people together to build the company, um, it, it, it centered around that same feeling I had the first time, which is I love our customers. I care about our customers and we want to do a great job for them. Um, and, and I think that was evident through some of the first relationships and employees we had just shared that common thread. And that's, um, and that's what really motivated us and, and drove us into this business. Um, I think as you look back over time, you know, we didn't really set out to be the biggest home builder in Texas or build the biggest custom homes. For us, it was always about the client. And so, you know, that's why we still do, you know, modest remodels all the way up to, you know, seven to $10 million homes now um, and everything in between. And, and for us, it's still the same old way of taking care of clients and they refer us to their friend. And, and to me, it's all work. You know, I don't care if you're doing a kitchen or a $7 million home, it's the same thing. Take care of the client. Um, do a great job and, and ultimately they're going to tell somebody else about you. That's a great point. And Charlie would on our visit down there, uh, Greg has an amazing customer experience in his sales process, which I think creates that and it runs all the way through the project. But you know, you showed me you're using uh, VR to visualize their projects and kind of what it's going to look like and walk them through it. And I, it stuck with me cause it's like that level of detail and care shows like what you're talking about, about caring about the customer, getting them feel, of course, they're going to go tell their friends about it. And, you know, it's not just a, a standard process. You've put a ton of meticulous details throughout, and I'm sure throughout the building process to make them want to say like, I have a contractor that you're going to want to work with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, on the outside as a company, we talk about two objectives. One is we always want to build a quality product. And you know, the kind of the thought behind that is it's hard to argue against good quality. When you deliver something that is right and true to what it should be in the industry, people don't pick fights with you. There's no reason to, right? When you've done what you said you're going to do and the work is, is of high quality, uh, there's not much to talk about. The other objective, though, is is you got to give a good client experience. You know, there's, there's so many bad experiences out there in our industry, and you hear about them all the time, of all these terrible situations that happen. Um, but you know, the truth is there's a lot of great companies out there too, that, that routinely deliver a customer experience, um, you know, that's worthy of a referral. And, and those are the things we really try to focus on is, is, Hey, we're going to do a great job for you and deliver a product that you're paying for, and you're going to enjoy it. We're going to have fun along the way. I'm going to be here a phone call away five years, 10 years from now. And that still happens today. I mean, I just got a text earlier this week from a client we built a product for seven years ago and he texted me at night and I texted him right back. Hey, yeah, sure. We can help with that. No problem. Let me put you in contact with this trade or, or whatever the case is. And, and, um, that's just kind of the DNA of, of who we are. So, yeah, I mean, hearing you talk about it, I can see why you have such a large population of your, you know, leads coming in from referrals. Um, that's something that we talk about all the time. I feel like, yeah, super common theme across, you know, the guests we have on here is like step one, care about your customers, you know, and that's kind of the last step. And if you're doing what's best for them, then in turn, that's going to turn in what's best for your own company. Um, 
as like a, a numbers guy, a data guy, what like, what percent, just cause I'm trying to wrap my head around this. What percentage of your, like the jobs you do, would you say came from a referral? Is that, you know, is, is it pretty much all of them or do you guys have some kind of cold uh, organic leads coming into? Yeah, uh, very rare. It's an organic lead. I would say, you know, until um, a year or two ago, we didn't put any effort on social marketing or social media. Um, really, into that point, we have never done paid marketing. Wow. Um, we just we never did it. Um, and and I think if you're doing business right, especially in a growing market like Texas, you shouldn't have to, right? Um, but you know, I, I would say our referral you know, hovers right around ninety percent. Plus wow. or minus, really rare we get a project that comes from another source like social media or um, you know some other avenue where somebody sees us. You know, I joked forever in our company we didn't even put signs out like when we were doing projects. <laughs> somebody wants me, like they're going to go knock on that guy's door and say, you know, hey, you're doing a project. Who's doing it? Right. So, you know, brand awareness is, I guess, for some companies it's important. Ours is more relational capital. Relationships are what's important for us. That's actually super interesting. We've had uh, a guest on recently out of Minnesota, Jaycath, and she, Katie, talked a lot about the need of a brand and like how important that is. And I think you guys are saying the same thing. It's the strategy though, and how you execute and like generate those things. Um, you know, and, and the quality obviously speaks for itself. And it's funny you don't put out signs. I kind of feel like I couldn't find your property. Like there wasn't a sign of where to turn. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're, yeah. you're so modest, you know, you just, yeah. You're, <laughs> It was modest. I mean, we put signs out at projects now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we, we've started to kind of build a little bit more of a brand. But, but um, you know, even still, even as we've kind of done that, our best projects and our phone still rings from the good old-fashioned referral. Yeah. yeah. So. I love um, it. Do you think, like with your, your construction network down in Texas, I'm sure you have a lot of friends. You've had mentors is that how they did their business too? Is the referral system? Do you have any other builders that you know of that are like heavy on social media and their perspective? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I would say I don't have a lot of builder buddies. You know, my, my, my friends are my employees, which, yeah. um, <laughs> but um, everybody does it a different way. You know, some, some guys, it depends on their strategy. Some guys want to build the most houses. Some guys want to build the biggest houses. Some guys, you know, they put specs on the ground, right? It's something that we never did. They, they try to generate brand awareness by getting into a big time neighborhood and throwing up some houses that we just have never taken that route. And I think to each, you know, each builder or each business, they have their own strategy of, of how to, how to go where they want to go. And for us, you know, we talk about our referral network as our referral tree, right? And, you know, at first it was just this little lonely twig, but over time it's grown, to be a pretty healthy tree and it bears a lot of fruit for us. And the branches are like different markets or different referral networks, right? You know, we do a project in this part of town and all of a sudden they refer us and it exponentially grows to where the branch on that tree is substantial. And, you know, sometimes we got to prune the branches back a little bit too. We got to make sure that the stuff we're getting uh, fits within, within our strategy too. But I mean, for the most part, our strategy is, you know, once you're your client or you're always our client and, um, if, if somebody refers us, we're there. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go check it out and see if it's something we can, we can do successfully for them. I imagine that that process of the referral and the relationship you build with that, that client leads to a lot of repeat work for those clients too. It, it does. I mean, we, we, uh, you know, to our clients faces, we call them legacy clients, you know, clients <laughs> that have done four or five. It sounds like builder projects. tread. <laughs> 
yeah, to, to behind the scenes, we call them repeat offenders. Um, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, we, I mean, we've had some clients I can think of right now where we've done five, six projects for, and really some of our growth over Texas has been driven by that exact idea. You know, we built somebody a house here and now they have a lake house up on Lake Travis in Austin, or they want a beach house or, you know, um, you know, their parents are moving into a, you know, a town an hour away and they kind of look at us and say, Hey, you're our guy. We love you. We trust you. Will you please go? And, and, uh, you know, it's not ideal to be running our guys trucks all over town, but to us still that's secondary. The primary is we're going to take care of our people, our customers and their network. And if, if that means hopping in the truck for an extra hour to go hit job sites, so be it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's kind of cool. The first thing you said on this interview, when talking about founding this and why you did it is you wanted to make people happy and you wanted people to trust you enough to, you know, put literally put a roof over their head. So it's cool that, you know, your initial reason in, in, for doing this has stuck with you up to this point today. And it's still like informing the decisions that you make on like, is this going to provide the most, you know, the most value and the most intrinsic amount of uh, happiness to our customers. And apparently it's working super well for you. So, um, but yeah, that's just awesome that you've kind of stuck with that same kind of vision. How many yeah. projects a year are you taking on now, Greg? Uh, you know, it kind of varies because because the size of project varies greatly for us. That number kind of moves all over, yeah. you know, at any given point, we probably have, um, 15 to 20 projects under construction. So, you know, I think we're probably targeting somewhere 40 to 50 projects a year. And those are ranged from, you know, renovation to new home construction to even some like commercial work. I mean, we're expanding a golf club right now, a restaurant, we built offices, we do some other things. A lot of times that's the same thing, it's organic. It's from a customer we did a different project for and they want us to go ahead and do their commercial stuff. So we're not strictly residential, but it's really, uh, you know, something I would say too on, on the business. You know, sometimes people ask me, how big do you want it to be? How many projects do you want to do this and that? And, you know, sometimes I joke I'm a bad entrepreneur because I don't really care. Like, <laughs> it, it'll get as big as it should for us doing a good job and keep getting referrals. I don't have some magic goal of I want to do 100 houses. I don't care. Uh, you know, it's the journey. It's not, you know, it's about living and, and doing it, not not just chasing stats and revenue. And That's metrics. great. Yeah. I love that. I love that a lot. Are you guys, um, so uh, do you use, as you talk about, you know, kind of this overflowing uh, lead, uh, pipeline of leads that you have, are you guys using Biller Trend and the, the CRM in there to manage all that stuff? Or what, how, yeah. you know, what other tech has helped you guys out? Yeah, to, to, to some extent, yeah. Uh, we've been putting the CRM tool in there. I think, you know, some of Builder Trend is great. I joked early on that Builder Trend could replace the cost of an employee if you could use it efficiently. It's something we talk about routinely in our meetings. Um, in fact, uh, our director of construction had a meeting in here yesterday. And one of his slides was going through some of the uh, different um, tools of Builder Trend and saying, hey, grade ourselves. Are we an A or a C or an F or a D? Um, you know, for us as a company, we've really embraced Builder Trend to say, hey, if we can learn to use this, pro this platform in its entirety and use it efficiently, we're going to be able to compete at a high level in the market because we're so uh integrated in the information uh in our process and and we're gonna make sure we nothing falls through the cracks i think builder trend helps with that um with the lead and proposal crm tools specifically it's it's an area for improvement for us for sure um, we track the stuff in there but you know it's got a lot of bells and whistles that we haven't quite adopted yet and some of the reason for that is it was we're running around here going crazy with with all the stuff we got to do anyway so um but uh 
I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, it sounds like you just didn't have a very good on-site consultant come out. Like maybe someone with a little more experience yeah, getting up and going. Yeah. Oh, just take the knife out <laughs> real quick. Uh, I was going to mention that. No, no. With with regards to that, I think when Zach came down, we were really infants uh, relative to Builder Trend, and and helped kind of get us a foundation started in areas of Builder Trend that were going to be most uh, utilized for our company at that time. So. Um, uh, you know, it'd be interesting. I, I never look at the stats on Builder Trend, but like I think we're probably consistently um, increasing our activity on Builder Trend and how we're using Builder Trend. You guys probably have a fancy graph for that um, that that shows that we are um, um, utilizing the program more and more. Yeah, I mean, at the time, you guys were pretty good users, but it was of you know some niche areas that it was about a refinement piece, and I distinctly remember that is your core message was like, we want to master this tool because we know what it can do. And I think your story is very similar where, um, from a builder trend standpoint, it took a little time for your team to buy in. It took a little bit of a process, uh, for your, uh, uh, your habits to change. And yeah. I don't know if that journey ever ends. I don't think it ever does. You know, I, you know, as we first got into Builder Train, I think the hardest thing was is we had a system that was really successful in our mind. Um, I had kind of built it. It was a combination of Excel sheets and SharePoint. And it was it was pretty intuitive, but um, you know, ultimately the decision to go to Builder Train was was that I just didn't think our method at that time was scalable. Right? Um, we were growing to more and more people. Um, when the company was five or six, I had such a good pulse on everything. I could tell you every budget of every project of every client. Um, but as we've grown, I, I just don't have that ability anymore. And so we needed a way to, to integrate that information and, and put it so that it was accessible to our team. And then also, you know, the integration of the client piece over the client portal for them to be able to have some connections to us where um, it's not always a phone call. They have another tool to their disposal to be comfortable with their project or go find information or, or communicate with us. So, um, you know, but it is, I think it's, it's a never ending, uh, implementation and innovation. I mean, you guys continue to innovate how your tools are working. Um, and as the market changes, that's something that we try to embrace as a company of, all right, what's the next thing we can get better at? What's the next innovation in the market that we can challenge? And I think Zach, you mentioned kind of our virtual reality experience that we provide. Um, you know, we feel like that's kind of, really leading, especially with a company our size. There's not a ton of companies I know that do that, but um, it's out there. And But even now I'm talking to our team going, okay, that's great, but what's next? What's the next innovation of that experience that's going to have our customers even more confident that what they're doing in their project is going to be successful? I'm curious, tying it back to the referral strategy and business, when you are getting those referrals coming in, do people mention, like, I heard you use a software, like, I heard you do these things. You use Builder Trend. They may not know the name, but th is that their expectation as well? Um, in some cases, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, everybody's got a different reason they got yeah. referred to us, right? Some people love their project manager, whether it's Jake or Scott or David or Dylan or Eric or I don't want to leave somebody out here, right? But but uh, <laughs> we do that all the time. Hey, we'll like shout people out, and someone will say like, "Hey, he didn't say me." We're like, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry." So the last one there is Seth, right? <laughs> Seth. So Seth is awesome, right? But but all our guys are doing a great job, and and you know they're the fabric of our referral. That's where the rubber hits the road. But the, the rest of the team plays a huge role in that and our connectivity to them. Um, but yeah, everybody's got a story when they get referred to us. We heard, "Hey, your VR experience is amazing." Hey, we heard your project manager 
did such a great job. And, and in some cases, you know, some of the feedback and it, it comes through the avenue of builder trend is, Hey, you guys are really professional. You're very organized. Um, I've heard that as a reason for referral a few times and, and builder trend just adds to that cause, right. Um, of us being a professional firm that, that, uh, has our ducks in a row and, and that just adds to the chance of success of their project. Yeah. And I know, um, builder trend has already done. This is kind of the second thing you've done with us. We have a, a case study, um, that you helped us out with, uh, that we have on our, out on our blog, I'm sure it'll be linked in the show notes. Um, and now you're on the podcast here too. So hopefully you get a couple of referrals from, uh, Hey, I heard you talking to Zach and Charlie on the building code and you can just yeah. email us our commission check and we'll be good to go. That's cool. I like it. We'll do. I just, I, I want to fly up to Nebraska, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You, I don't know you if got- you ever make your way up here to build, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said you'd go anywhere. I mean, I mean, yep. No, we'll do it. Uh, I don't know if no, the building sure. regulations are as uh, favorable in the old, you know, Cornhuskin state, but we I'll yeah. do some research, send you some, some proposals. All right. I like it. I like it. Well, Greg, we're coming up on time here. Uh, thank you so much. This was a fantastic interview. Uh, really, really enjoyed talking to you and, and making fun of Zach with you. So that was, awesome. that was sweet. Um, any kind of parting tips for, uh, uh, builders or remodelers or anybody really trying to look, uh, to have customer satisfaction, turn it into more referrals. You know, I would just encourage people to find find their why, what motivates them, what's important to them, and you can build a company around that. And for us, the story has been our clients, and and um, and I think that that has been successful for us to drive referrals. Um, so, you know, if that's, I don't know if that's helpful, but that's that was always our direction. I don't I don't know how to do it the other way. I don't know how to do it with billboards. I don't know how to do it with fancy specs, but I do know how to do it by picking up the phone and checking in on people and and um, trying to provide them an experience that, that makes them excited about working with our company. Love that. Uh, could, yeah. could not have said a better answer, Greg. Right. Awesome. Thanks for coming on The Building Code. It was great to see you again. Hopefully this isn't the last time that we have a chance to tee off on Zach. Um, you're always welcome back, uh, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. All right, guys. Have a great day. Charlie, we just had Greg. Yeah, fantastic interview. They're always fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. This one, um, I mean, I feel like I say this every week, but like there's so many commonalities across the different types of builders that we've talked about. I mean, you made reference to uh, the Jay Cath interview we had where we're talking about like building out your brand. And like, I think what he said in kind of his closing remarks there was really cool. It's just like, find your why, um, figure out what you want your brand to be. Like there's a ton of different ways to word it, but at the end it's just like, figure out what drives you and what you want your business to be and how you're going to be the best of that. And for him, you know, he talked about it. He just wanted to make people happy and build houses and, and that's his brand. That's his why. And that, you know, that's what's made him as successful as he is today. I also thought it was cool because he could have kind of like taken the high road and said like, this is how everyone should do it. I, I like the fact that he acknowledged that there's different business models out there and different people have different whys. Um, and so that I, I thought that was a really cool part too, but how was, uh, you know, getting reunited with Greg was everything you, everything you wanted and more. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it was fantastic to, to hear from Greg and, and his wife, Adrian and the whole team. I've worked with Teresa quite a bit actually, uh, when I was doing the onsite, uh, and Jake. So it's good to hear that they're all doing really oh, you well. Gotta, you got to shout them all out. Now. I know. Well, we said the and, yeah. All the, all the names that we talked about that and yeah, here yeah. I am forgetting to name people. Sorry, Greg. Um, but you know, it's, that's, what's the best part of working with customers is building those relationships. And it's in my past life, like I had students when I was a teacher that you think about and you hope that they're doing well and, and then you meet them down the line. Right. And, and they're 
doing amazing things and you're like, wow, like you, you guys are making it, you're doing it. So I kind of have this weird sense of joy. Not that Greg or, you know, Wamhoff needs my moral support, but it's awesome to see like they're continuing to kill it. And there's so many stories like that in the builder trend family of people who sign up. We hear it at builder trend university. We saw it at IBS. Um, it's, it's really special. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. it, It was a great episode. Um, a quick reminder to our listeners next week is returning with episode two of the minisodes. So we're going to have someone from our product team uh, back on here, talk about what's in the works at Builder Trend, talk about what's happening um, and give a little sneak peek into what's to come. So make sure you check that out. Um, Make sure to like, comment and subscribe everywhere you're listening to. Uh, Check out the YouTube, leave a comment. Um, Zach and I are both wearing glasses today, so is, is one you're going to want to tune we're, into. We're really starting to sink on our our, our vibe for <laughs> our outfits. That's how you know. No more data science. No more strategy. Yeah. It's the pod. There you go. We'll, we'll focus full time. Well, thank you so much. Uh, another episode of The Building Code. I'm Charlie Bertwistle. Zach Watovich. See you.